1: bradshaw boys a podcast where three guys watch the raid through sex in the city for the first time ever mostly i'm Corey Cavan.
2: i'm kevin james doyle
1: my name is john sieber and today we have a very special guest that we're so excited to talk to she has not been on our podcast but been talked about on our podcast (laughs) by the stars of sex in the city uh please welcome our friend meg daly Doctor hey, Meg. Uh, uh,
2: Meg Daly. <laughs> Doctor Dr. Meg, Meg Daly. Daly. I uh, forgive me.
1: Hi guys. Forgive
2: me.
0: Hi I'll only respond to Doctor Daly on this. I just want to Doctor Daly. I'm in. I mean you I love that.
2: You went to enough years of school and I'm sure you have enough student loans to, to be like, you know what? I'm going to, I need the title. I'll take the title.
3: Yeah. yeah. As as someone who has a doctor brother, I know how long the journey is. So you deserve to be called doctor and you deserve to have the the shitty handwriting that all doctors have. you earned <laughs> I, it. I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> do,
1: do yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a giant pen that is like a giant pen that's given you by a drug company and you just scribble out your signature all the time on everything? My
0: signature should... has really just, it's just a squiggle. It's, a, I don't, there's oh, no great. pretense at letters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, um, that. the, I, yeah, we can, I wanna, this is my chance to get out all the questions I have like for doctors. Whenever I meet doctors, <laughs> I'm like, what grosses you out? Does blood gross you out? How please do you not fake? Pull,
3: pa- pull down your pants and show her a rash. <laughs> Just please. Because
1: like, I've got a lot of questions of things that I need to show you right now. Well, I have, have a
0: medicine visit. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, wait. Let me give us some context in case this is like your first episode listening. So we did an episode a couple weeks ago. Um, we have, we have a, a, a guest of ours um, who writes for the New York Post, who does fashion for them, um, Anahita Musa- Musavian. And Anahita sent us an email and said, uh, there's a friend of mine who listens to your podcast, she's a doctor, she's working at Weill Cornell, Um, and so we wanted to record an episode to Meg, to Dr. Meg, and then um, the amazing cast of Sex and the City joined in and uh, said, you know, wish Meg encouraging things and then send it to all medical workers. And so if you want to hear all that, that's on another episode. But that's how we met you, uh, essentially. Like, that's how we met you for the first time, through Anahita.
0: Yes, that's, that's true. I also want to say thank you guys so much for making that episode, dedicated to me. That was so incredibly lovely. You really pulled out all the stops. I was blown away with how many, you know, how many cast members you got, that you got all four of the main women, that you got... Michael Patrick King, that like I'll never be able to thank you guys enough. And thanks to the whole cast and all of them for sending those really, really lovely messages.
3: Well, we wow. we, uh, we we hope that you felt loved and and applauded for your valiant efforts. And it, it truly was an honor and a privilege of ours to thank you for the work that you're doing uh, on behalf of our listeners and you know New York City as a whole. So. Uh, yeah. Everyone in New York applauds at 7 p.m. to s- celebrate all the, the health care workers. And that was our our tiny contribution that we could add to the chorus of, of thanks and, and gratitude that we have for all of you. So thank you. Yeah, um, Yeah. it, it was Before- also so
2: it was so fun because we we messaged we talked to you. We're like, hey, the episode's up. And it was just so fun to know um, to know, like when you were listening to know you're like, oh, I'm going to start the episode. And I'm like, oh, this is such like a. It was fun for us to put it together but it really it did feel like on Christmas like being like I think we got our mom a really good gift and yeah. it, <laughs> it it really it was the best it, gift it was and the we, best.
0: My husband and I literally s- just sat in the living room and put it on our Bose speaker and had radio hour and just sat and listened to it. Oh, that's
3: great. You deserve it. I love that. Um but I but love that. Be- also before we start, you came you came uh, particularly prepared to to record with us tonight. You I sure him, did. You gave us a little sneak peek before we even started. Would you would you mind sharing with the, the rest of the world?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I uh I, Corey, I don't know if you saw this actually. I'm wearing my Oh, we should all be Miranda's tea.
3: Absolutely, from the
0: fantastic uh, every outfit on Sex and the City, ladies. Yes, Um, I'm also wearing my Anahita shoes from SJP, uh, named after Anahita Musavian, who you already messaged or mentioned. And Mm -hmm. I had uh, my husband, who's great bartender, make for me a cosmopolitan. Just
3: came came so prepared. So prepared, I
1: love it. It's great. I would expect nothing less from a doctor. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. We really, we're compulsive and we like to prepare.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's a great trait to have in your profession. That's Uh, awesome. Dr. Daly, what is your experience with Sex and the City? Can you you give us a little rundown of the history of, of your relationship with it?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so i first started watching it um, as a kid like a child i sh- should not have been watching it yet um, But i have i have an older sister who's actually sidebar how i know anahita um, my sister also works in fashion so she and anahita are best friends and that's how i know anna um, so when my sister was a teenager she and her best friends would get like the VHS tapes of Sex and the City from Blockbuster because we didn't have cable. Um, So I would then find the tapes left over in the TV room and then watch it by myself when I was like 11 (laughs) and 12. So I kind of piecemeal watched my way through the whole series, probably lagging about six months to a year behind actual air dates um, as a teenager. So that was my intro to it.
3: Where were you um, living at the time?
0: I grew up in Pittsburgh.
3: Okay, okay. okay.
0: So um, I then rewatched it in college with my then boyfriend, now husband. Um, but I, I think the setup for me convincing him to watch it with me was kind of funny because I, like, I wasn't really, I was honestly a little embarrassed that I liked this show too much or so much. I, I think like had the concept of basic existed at the time, I was worried that, that it was basic and I was basic because I liked it. Because my general, my general MO at the time, I was very like season one Miranda, just wearing super frumpy men's clothes, not at all in a chic way, just a frumpy way. I was really, <laughs> really into like scorsese and tarantino just gritty gangster war films so i was just like and i love sex in the city so my <laughs> husband or boyfriend then now husband had never seen it and i was like no i love the show like you have to watch it but I, I was i was worried that he wasn't gonna like it and then think my taste was bad because i like this show but i think similar to you guys just watching the pilot he was like this is awesome. <laughs> like, this show um, is like funny and smart and well done. So then we just systematically worked our way through the entire series. Then
2: did, did I, I do show?
3: Think, sorry, go ahead, Kevin. W- w-
2: well, along with that, I do think there's lots of people that have, um, I don't know. I feel like there was like an era where it was like really important to be cool. That's how I was with music and with TV. It was like, I can't let anyone know that there's nothing like all I like is PT Anderson and Radiohead. And I feel like that's like gone down further because I remember I think more people are comfortable being like, first of all, this is a great show. Yes. But even I, I've talked to a lot of people that they were like, I remember I watched The Sopranos and I was afraid to tell people I liked Sex in the City. Yes. And now it's way more like people are like, no, it's, it's just a different style. But yeah. good TV is good TV.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. if you look at if you look look at the fact that you know comic book nerds back in the in the eighties were exactly what you think comic book nerds are now. Marvel Avengers movies are the biggest blockbusters in the world. It's the whole nerd dumb thing, and and closeted fandom has kind of been shattered a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. now I'm embarrassed that I ever was embarrassed that I love the show cause that's
3: so funny. <laughs> it's,
0: it's great, and I love it, and I like I would stand by it, and I'm like, ah, oh, I, I can't believe I was a closeted fan. <laughs> be out
1: there <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's cool it's funny that you watched it 6 months from when it was actually airing on VHS and that you were that caught up with it at the time cuz i mean you were 12 so it's different at that point um i mean we're watching it 20 years later as adults um mostly what I is s- it i saw mostly. the
2: VHS tapes at a at like a record shop here in in Brooklyn and it was like there was four tapes were like four tapes were half of season 1 I think. So just imagine how many tapes you'd have to have to have like it'd be like Ta-da. those world book encyclopedias <laughs> that they used to have
3: but just sexy. Yeah, the there City.
0: weren't that many episodes on each so, tape. Dude,
3: and you'd have to rewind them to watch yeah. them again. Yes. You remember yeah. that? Rewinding? Yes. Be kind rewind.
2: Yeah, when they would yeah. swear too much you, or whenever there was a sex scene, I remember my parents would be like, all right, fast forward, and then be like, Z-Z-Z-Z, and I'd be like, get as much you as you can. Have
1: rewind. You'd have to rewind because you'd fast forward too long. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right, yeah. Hang <laughs> on. And then you go back into the sex scene, and they're like, oh, hang on, we're going to get past it. <laughs> Hold you. on. And you
3: end up actually just watching Samantha Bang guy like five different times. <laughs> yeah, in
1: reverse <laughs> and in forward yeah. and fast motion and regular motion. It's, it's like, this going is going a way crazier sex sexy. Yeah, yeah. You slow for a little bit. You pause on her face. You're like, man, this is whoever invented unsexy. rewind. Yeah.
3: Whoever invented VHS tapes knew that was going to happen. Right? Yeah, totally. Like, that was a gift for all those hornball teenagers in the world. That was the that was the, was the whole purpose yeah. of them.
2: So Meg, <laughs> so, what um, what we got asked the classic question, which is, um, you said you when you first watched the show, you were like a season one Miranda, maybe in how you dressed, but but uh, who do you what? Who's your character when, when you get asked the question? Which one of the ladies are you? And oh, obviously I'm, you can do halves. You know, we can mm-hmm. we can split oh, yeah. them together.
0: There's percentages. We all, we mm-hmm. all contain mm-hmm. multitudes. Um, <laughs> I would I'd like to refer you to my t-shirt one more time. Yes, sure. See above. both. No, but for sure, Miranda. Miranda in my core, definitely. Um, I always identified with her the most, I think. So I, I had always been like, I'm 100% Miranda. And then I was having this discussion sometime a couple years ago with my sister and Anna and some of our other friends. And I think I said that and my sister was like, you are nuts. And I was like, what? And then she tried, she made a pitch that I had a hefty dose of Charlotte, which at the time I was like, what are you talking about? But now, so I, I've also systematically started rewatching it along with the pod, which has been very special. <laughs> um but i'm like also just just the
2: way you said that just the way you said that was very charlotte when you're just like what are you talking about like (laughs)
0: yes i'm like she's not wrong she's not yeah (laughs) i think i'm a charlotte on the outside with a miranda core like i don't really identify with charlotte's motivations and her views but i'm definitely not i'm not a bummer most of the time uh (laughs) like miranda often is i think like i just her her views and behavior and like ideals I speak to me more, but I think I think my Charlotte dose is I tend to be
3: mm-hmm.
0: more affable, more positive. I hate confrontation. I don't don't like to mm-hmm. bomb people out. Again, most of the time, you know, we all have our moments. But yeah. so I I think it would be those two the most. Um, yeah, like just a just a pinch of Sam. I love her confidence that she just doesn't really care what people think of her. She doesn't let people push her around, she doesn't let people devalue her. I aspire to that. Um, Carrie is a, is a personality I have to say I really don't identify with at all. I think my only Carrie streak is like I, I have grown to love just like sparkly shoes and puffy dresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I admire her style, especially when it tends towards that.
3: I, f- I feel like Miranda is the only character that w- could feasibly actually be a doctor. Maybe Samantha. I could see Samantha maybe becoming a doctor of some sort. But I... I don't think by by nature of you being a medical professional, I don't think sh- that's in Charlotte or definitely not Carrie's cards. Okay. No, Samantha no.
0: would be a surgeon, and yes. this will be funny to all of your medical listeners. Well,
1: tell me why, though. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because like Samantha is definitely gets she gets she gets uh, pigeonholed into you know just like the sexual thing, and then you realize like she's like a badass businesswoman and like really has everything together. But that's interesting. Tell me why specifically a surgeon? Oh
0: well, I in, in the whole medical world, I like every specialty has its um, you know its token personality, and, and we all mm-hmm. think that we're the best and like to make fun of everyone else. So especially <laughs> as an anesthesiologist, oh, so it's, like so
3: <laughs> being a medical professional is like being in middle school.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. exactly. Yeah. It, just, it never changes. A- anesthesia and surgery are like you're like the siblings who are too close in age and fight all the time because like we're we're both working in the operating room. We have very different personalities and goals. But, yeah, surgeons, the stereotype, I'd say, and I think they love this and own up to it, is that they're just, they are bossy. They will get it done. They want to be in charge. They're not afraid of confrontation. They want efficiency. Like, I think the way that anytime there's kind of, like, dirty work to be done, Sam's the one who's just like, all right, let's do this. Like, she'll be brutally honest with people. And, like, oh, and all the rest of the women are kind of like, I don't want to be the one to do it. Sam just gets in there. That's a surgeon. Surgeons get in there. (laughs)
1: What was the thing that, what was the, oh, there's something in like season two where, is it the, is it the diaphragm thing? There's something where she gets, she's like, all right, let's do it. And it's like, it's like the the equivalent of like, yeah, it's rubber gloves walking in there, putting on a mask and being like, all right, someone's got to cut out these scissors that this dude fell on or what, like some like crazy, some crazy surgery. It
2: it also just naturally sets you up for a whole lot of like, Was he inside of you jokes? And she's like, No, sweetie, I was inside of him. (laughs) You you get you're set up for so many jokes. (laughs) Um, She
0: she would go all out and become a urologist or something. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So wait, okay, so now I feel like we're on to it. Who what what type of doctor would be a Charlotte? Let's let's go uh, ahead and give all of them. uh, Pediatrician?
0: uh, uh, she could be a pediatrician, for sure. Um, fun fact, I actually started in pediatrics and jumped ship and switched to anesthesia, so wow.
2: <laughs> those in
1: a
0: way are my people. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say dermatology.
2: Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, my... that'd be good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd say either, D- which pediatricians and dermatologists are really different. Um, and like, obviously, all of these are goofy stereotypes that only hold so much water. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I wonder it's what so, Carrie, Carrie would be. What would Carrie be? Carrie would be. Maybe Carrie would be like some sort of. You know what she would do? She would be like sell essential oils. And she would <laughs> yeah. say she's she's a doctor. doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be and an Car- orthodontist. Yeah. <laughs> she, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. She's like. She just. She got her doctorate in like. Yeah. In English and like demands to be called doctor. Yeah. Even though yeah, it's I like. I'd say that she oh, you yeah, I mean, I guess technically you are with a degree, but you can't save a life, you know? I
1: would say that she just went pre-med and then became an influencer. <laughs> that's like what she would do basically, yes. and then just, yeah, or talk or about like being like a health Or she went to influencer. med school
0: and then decided to say, you know, screw this, I'm not doing clinical medicine, and now she's like working, she consults for apps and stuff like
1: that. Yeah. 100%. Oh my god,
2: that's so good.
1: She's like not even teledoc. it's just like consulting, consulting. like, like Daily Burn has their Like licensed person you call into, and she just like looks really good in videos and talks about how
2: exercise is great for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, let's get into. um, Let's get into. Uh, what should we talk about? We're at the end of season five. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah, we're about to start season
1: six. You said you haven't watched that. I think we talked about this before. You haven't been there. You haven't watched those in a while since you watched for the first time. So we're. Cause we just met, like we can refresh you as to where we're at. We we just met Burger a couple episodes ago, so we're about to get into Big Burger territory. Oh, there's some good. Like the last thing we saw of Burger is when him and Carrie, like she's going to the wedding in the Hamptons, and him and her have this like awkward picnic, and she's like sitting on his leather jacket, and then he like goes off on his motorcycle. Mm -hmm. But we know that like they're about to really heat up yeah. and, and all oh, that yeah. couple stuff I remember him on his motorcycle. We're, we're
3: big hairy guys. Yeah. And speaking of hairy, oh, Kevin, you Harry just posted s- a picture of, of Noth who's rocking the hairy look right now.
1: Yeah. Chris Noth shaved down
2: for... Uh, for you know
3: what I, he I said? Think he, he he yeah, what did he say?
2: His caption, Noth just shaved his head literally like two hours ago. And he just posted a picture that said, in this quarantine time, uh, I think that hair is superfluous. Superfluous. Ah, oh, hold on. Wow. Superfluous. You got so he it. You got it. Superfluous. Yeah. Okay. Whew, yeah. I got nervous. Um, <laughs> if I would have just skimmed over it, it would have been fine. Instead, I was like, okay, superfluous. And then I reposted it and said, you know, Harry's always thought hair was superfluous. Um, how and do, uh, how
3: does that make you feel as a bald man, Kevin?
2: You know, you there's a lot of like pr-
3: appropriating your culture a little bit.
2: There's just a lot of bold, you know, just people People hate on baldness like without knowing it all the time. <gasps> what happened with my f- computer? Okay, it's still recording. So that's that's Noth right now. And he's got this also, look. Now, there's a lot of comments below. And it got me thinking a lot of people were, were saying uh, that he would be great as like a villain in Bond or like Superman or something like that. And I don't know. I feel like that could open up some new acting opportunities for him. He's a totally different a total, type in that.
3: Yeah. I mean, he already did plays you, the, the villain in Sex and the City. It would, it would be perfect for him to <laughs> just, uh, jump ship.
1: He Also, also Sarah Jessica Parker left a comment. Did you see that? It just says, why did you wait so long? Four question marks and then her signature X. Wait, really? Signature like, uh, yeah. Oh, my she's God. Put, that's here. amazing. It's, uh, you probably oh. it's
2: probably backwards on the screen. Oh, but yeah. No, why did insane. you wait so long? Yeah. I love look that. at that. I love that. There, You know, there's a whole Instagram account called Comments by Celebs, and it's when celebrities comment on things. And uh, it's a great Instagram account, but it also is, it's it makes you sort of more aware. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, they're on Instagram, too, just being like, yeah. oh, Chris, you shaved your head. You look great. And you're like, yeah.
3: what? Yeah. yeah. Especially now. They're just sitting at home yes. doing exactly what everyone else is doing.
0: Yes, yeah. I yeah. feel like quarantine has really humanized celebrities.
3: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Before we launch too much in the show, I also just wanted to share with you guys how I came to know your pod and my experience with that as well. Oh, yeah, it's here. Oh,
2: yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we would yeah. love that. It's
0: very special to me. Um, so, in early March, I was supposed to, I had some vacation time, and I had months ago planned a whole trip like going to New Orleans and then going to California to see some friends. And in the week leading up to when I was supposed to go on this trip is when coronavirus started, like, popping up in the U.S., right and left. Um, So I basically freaked out in a few days before I was supposed to go, canceled everything. I canceled all the plane flights, hotel books. Everything, which at the time I was like, am I overreacting? And now I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. how did I (laughs) ever think I was going on that trip? (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, totally.
0: So I still had some time off. So I ended up renting, or not renting, but borrowing my aunt's car. And I drove to Pittsburgh where I grew up to see my parents. Um, And Anna had recommended your podcast to me sometime fairly recently. So I thought, oh, this sounds like the perfect driving, kind of lighthearted entertainment in these crazy times we're living in. So we all took a road trip to Pittsburgh. Um, but especially on the way back, like while I was home in Pittsburgh, that was when the wheels just really started coming off on everything. But like, mm. um, you know, everything was going into lockdown and people were predicting that the New York City hospitals were going to get totally overwhelmed and we're not going to ventilate. And just all, you know, all the terrible news reports we we're all way too familiar mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. So driving back from Pittsburgh to New York, like I had, I just was driving into the American epicenter of this pandemic to go work in the hospitals, to take care of these patients and had no idea what that was going to be like. And basically felt like that scene from Saving Private Ryan, mm. when the guys are in the boats, like approaching the beach. Oh, day. Um, but I listened to you guys the whole drive. And despite just being in that situation, I laughed the whole way back to New York because you're so funny and I love your podcast so much. Um, so thank you for that, and thank you for making it. And you've been literally making me laugh every day since then with everything we're living through.
1: That is – It. I I think I can speak for all of us um, when I say you're right. It's a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> give it if, – listen, if you're listening right now, pause it. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. You heard that. Come on. Come on. Was that not a great endorsement? No. Um, do that. But also, I was going to say, I think I can speak for all of us when that is – the highest praise of someone who is in your position to be able to say that to us. And if I can share this, um, and if I can't, then we can cut it out later. But like you sent us a really nice video after we put up your, um, after we put up your episode, it was a video of you and your husband and, um, just thanking us. And um it was the sweetest, nicest video and uh from two people who I mean I think like your your husband is uh he's a doctor as well. Yeah, he's
0: E R and ICU. So he's been working he's been working, Lord. He's been working wow. in the units, um, but he's trained in emergency medicine as well. Okay. So
1: the fact that both of you are in the middle of all this and the the message was so nice because you know, you we were just like, Thank you so much for the episode and and uh and he was saying he was like, you know we we do what we can in medicine and we're working really hard. Um, and he was like, but it's, it's really good to hear what you guys are doing. And he was, he was like, he's like, you know, we, we do what we can in medicine, but art is what makes life worth living. And I heard that and I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, as someone who, who does, who like does our podcast, I was like, that is the highest compliment. And not only I said that, but, um, Michael Patrick King, he, he, uh, we sent that to, you know, to all the people from the show and Michael Patrick King wrote us back and he was just like that thing that her husband said about that. He's like, what, what an amazing statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it is like that is, sharing
0: that, but I don't say that. I'm So happy to hear that.
1: Well, and I don't say that in the way, I don't mean that in the way of like, someone getting up on Oscar night and being like, what we do like, but it's more, but hearing, hearing that from someone in in you guys position, is just the most humbling and amazing thing. And thank yeah. you so much because like it, you know, we get on here and we talk about Cajun feminist, our, <laughs> our character that's been lauded all over the country. Um, but you know, it's, it's the fact that that, the fact that that, it, it, that's just so nice to hear you say that. Well, Thank when you, you so much.
2: When you, yeah, when you reached out and w- or when we when we heard about you, I think it like puts a little thing into perspective that whenever you write anything or g- go on stage or try a new joke or anything we do, like I do think it's like a natural human thing to be like, maybe I'm going to be famous one day. <laughs> like that's where like I'm like I hope I'm successful. That's where Not my with dumb that brain voice, goes, buddy. Come on, <laughs> but but then. Um, the really what we always want with anything you do is like, I don't know. I just hope someone enjoys it. Like that's what we, we thought. And then to know that not only is there anyone enjoying it, but like to know in these times, like, man, like I love to laugh. Like I, I'm so excited when someone tells me about a new stand up special or a new comedy or like a new movie that is actually going to move me. So Mm -hmm. the fact that like, I, and I think that's what touched the, Um, the cast members as well that's Mm -hmm. like man like if people are finding some joy in this show right now or or you know like anything to just like put a smile on people's faces or get them through what um, what everybody's going through right now and yeah it just it 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 really it really meant a lot it's been really special just getting to email back and forth and get to chat with you Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's been like a true it's just been very special so yeah
0: Thank you. It is so special for me. I, like, I feel like we're all best friends and we hang out every day. But then yeah. I'm like, oh, they don't get to hang with me, though. I'm just <laughs> hanging with them. So they don't.
3: When this, <laughs> this is, is <laughs> like,
0: it's not two-way street. When <laughs> this
3: is over, we're going to change that.
0: Okay. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. that you guys have found this special as well. Actually, wait, along those lines, I feel like we have a true cosmic connection. I need to share with you guys what happened just last night. It's yeah. Oh, wow. So I've been rewatching um, the show as I listen to the pod. So I, I watch an episode. And I w- listen to he- what you guys think about it. And I love <laughs> it. Um, so I just finished season two. What's oh, it's also been really fun about watching it now. Sidebar is that this is the first time I've watched it since living in New York. I've lived here five years now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just mm-hmm. been very different to see the city in the show instead of just this kind of, you know, um, like New York was what it was like before. And I'm like, Oh, they're on yeah. West 83rd street. Like I yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually now about the age that the women are when they start the series. So that's also okay. fun for Cause they, I'm like, they still seem like 10 years older than me. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. supposed to be their Same age. Yeah. Um, but, well, I just so saw, I, have,
2: I just saw on the Instagram on Bumble's Instagram, they made accounts for the different ladies and it was, um, and it was a great post that they made, but then also seeing their ages next to it made me like, having been on dating apps and stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah. Those numbers are the same numbers of me and the people I swipe on.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, all of (laughs) a sudden I was like, Oh my gosh, what if I like it, they just, it made them almost like real in a different way to me that I'm like, Whoa, that's crazy. So Um, it's all happening. So
0: I'm on, I just watched the season finale of season two last night. Um, and the scene when they're in the diner and they're talking about, they're all talking about that movie, and Sam is like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then they start singing the song from the movie and she's looking uncomfortable. So I paused it and rewound it to video it on my phone to send to my best friends from high school who I'm still best friends with. And I was like, this is, this is what it was like to go to high school with you guys. <laughs> I, I one time may have asked what's a Paris Hilton? Because I didn't know who she was and they were all talking about her and I thought it was a special type of hotel. So I like sent that clip to them. of like oh maybe I'm a Sam after all. Um, And literally as you know I text that to them as I'm going to hit play to keep watching the episode I open the gram on my phone because we're all such addicts and the very first post I see on my Instagram is what you guys posted last night which is which is a still from the scene when Harry, or not when Harry, when um, Carrie and bigger outside of the plaza. Yeah. From the yeah. ending of the season two finale. And literally that scene was starting to play on my TV as I picked up my phone whoa. and saw that you grabbed it. And I was just like, whoa, what whoa. are the ch... I got very confused for a second when I was just like, yeah, and then I'll resume Sex in the City and there it is. Wait, like, that's not my TV. That's my phone. And it was just... <gasps> It's That's a
2: amazing connection, you guys. It's it's That's funny. Some I love it right there. It's funny watching. Um, just, I mean, we're so used to now that it's like, don't touch your face, wash your hands, don't touch your face. That that was just the first thing that I saw. I was like, she's touching his face. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, see everything <laughs> different <laughs> yeah. now. Doesn't
3: she's she like, like, you can't. I was she like, like and in right my on. head.
2: I didn't want to be too, too mean to Carrie. Cause I feel like we're always really mean to Carrie, but I was like, was going to post it, I was like, that's such a Carrie move that she not only would not touch her own face, but then go touch <laughs> someone else's <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, totally. Congratulations
3: uh, on your engagement.
2: Yeah. 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 And she's like, and, uh, yeah, she does it on purpose to like, to, to sabotage him. Um, so, uh, what, uh, wait, what college did you go to? Did you go to Pitt?
0: No, I, I was in Chicago for college. I was at the university.
2: Oh, okay. wow. I mean, and then obviously... Did you do... You okay, with okay. your classmate, uh, fellow graduate, Barack Obama.
0: Yeah. I lived around the corner from him, actually. I, I went really? med school there, too. And in med school, I lived um, literally like two blocks away from his house. And he was president. Um, and they would... Put barricade like when I knew when he was in town because the Secret Service stationed on his block would expand out and almost come to my block, and I'm like, oh Oh my gosh. I also one time walked past his house. I was going to when I was in med school, I was going to an event at a um, one of the like doctor's house, and that person lived on his block. So I came up to it, and you had to like go to the Secret Service people, and you're like, I was like, oh, I'm going to this event on that house. And I think I was supposed, like, because the house I was going to was closer to the other entrance to the street, technically I was supposed to go all the way around the block to enter that side, but the streets in Chicago were crazy, so it would have been, like, six. The next way to, like, go up to a parallel Mm -hmm. street and come around was, like, six blocks out of the way. So the Secret Service guy's like, ah, I'm not supposed to let you in, but, like, stay on this side of the street, just, like, go straight there. Just go. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Obama's house. And I came home and told my husband about that. And he's like, you probably have like six lasers on your chest. (laughs) Yeah, probably so. (laughs) Just ready in case you have any foul move.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious though, because the story that I can relate to that is I used to live right by the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And I was working for MTV at the time on an MTV comedy show. And we did this thing during the Video Music Awards. And I came home and they had shut down the streets in Prospect Heights, and they were like, hey, you can't go this way, and I was like, I live a block that way, and I was like, I was just working at the MTV offices for stuff for the show, and the guy was like, oh yeah? And I was like, yeah, and he just goes, you gotta go around. (laughs) (laughs) So, I love that the Secret Service was like, yeah, go for it, MTV was like, sorry bro, take a hike.
0: I'm a particularly innocent-seeming person yeah, it's probably because I actually your, just am innocent. Sometimes yeah, I'm like, I could be such a good criminal because like people just let me into buildings, but like I, I couldn't. <laughs> that's and that's the, you why couldn't do like, this that's like, crime. The
3: Harry side of you, or the Charlotte <laughs> that's side. The of you. The Charlotte. <laughs> that's your Charlotte, Charlotte side. Would be yeah. A fantastic criminal. Oh
0: yeah, be she and I could do some damage.
2: What if you yeah. just heard? What if you heard as you were walking? Just, uh, uh excuse me, Meg, get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> 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 the fuck are you doing? These social uh, I know you're a medical professional, security and
1: you're going to help us, but uh, please get out of here. Also, Michelle, who, uh, 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 release who, the dogs.
3: Uh, who told you uh, that you could come this way? Because I want his ass!
2: How many lasers do we have on her right now? Uh, put a side uh, on her. Uh, thank you. Uh, not bad. Hey, team. <laughs> for, yes. hey, for our first Obama yes. impressions ever. Speaking of bad. impressions,
3: Meg, you
0: and your... That's a lie, Kevin. We've all heard your Obama before. <laughs>
2: That's true. You,
3: I think you it's and your hard. husband thought uh, you rated Kevin's. Um, uh, you oh, broke my heart the highest. So I'd like to unpack yes. that a little bit. Oh yeah, oh, we
1: do okay. need to talk about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I thought his was the most uh, true to the original. Um, I think Corey. It was you went second, right? And I, you kind of you add, you added a little extra oomph hey, to it, which know, I appreciate.
1: They, you know they say in an audition, it's the only time you'll ever get to make it your own. That's true. So. <laughs>
0: I guess, I as an actor, <laughs> as an
1: actor, I tried to really show who I was.
0: I was rating it on on authenticity, so sure. I, I, yeah. I thought Kevin sounded the most like Aiden.
1: Dude, Kevin
2: I also bet I bet the Corey,
3: Corey is the actually. Oh.
2: I do have the most. I, I like it's Corey. True. Probably handed out legit good commercial advice that you could get from going to. An audition class at Brick. <laughs> yeah, or at Block, right? At Block, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, that that's true. I've heard that from like, yeah, that's like famous. Yeah, I've heard famous actors give that advice.
2: Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, Meg, I, I, I just want to say f- thank you for your service, but more than that, thank you so much for for rating my <laughs> <laughs> the
0: first. Put it on your resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah totally. Doctor Daly said it. <laughs> totally. So. Let's, let's break down. We just finished um, We just finished March Bradness. And I guess I want to... And we are the Bradshaw boys. You know, sometimes we've been accused by some of the, quote, haters out there for focusing too much on tiny little guy characters that are only in five minutes of one episode. And <laughs> that'll never stop. Um, but I was wondering... Um, we threw something up the other day, and it was just a fuck, Mary kill. But I don't want to necessarily do that. But how about who is, like... Who's your favorite like one-off guy? Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe that would be like a fling. And then who would be like your, your married guy? And then yeah. you can just yeah. kill anyone, any guy from the show, <laughs> I too. Just, we can I just can just throw kill you. anyone I want. You can yeah. kill
1: anyone. Yeah. Anyone. It could, be a f- it could be a friend. It doesn't even have to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. pick
0: someone. My <laughs> uh, well, Mary is definitely Steve. Love Steve. <sighs> I love Steve time on the pod. I love <laughs> oh, the yeah. jingle. So good. Definitely would marry Steve. Um, the one-off guys, I feel like don't, I mean, they're one-offs, right? So they don't stick in my head as well. So I'm going to remember the ones that I just watched recently in the first two seasons. Um, is this one, like a one-off guy particularly like, like I'd want to see more of, oh, yeah, Uh. you know, which one, you know, which one-off guy I actually like real. I was like, oh, he was nice was the ophthalmologist that, uh, Miranda for a time <laughs> but think,
3: is that Mark Pierce's character the, I, the what's
1: his what what's his deal what's his like the whole
0: plot line with them is she dated him in the past and then runs into him I think when all the the ladies are out exercising and the other girls are like oh like what why did why that didn't last he seems nice and it's because she would always fake it in bed with him so yeah, then she decides to get him. back together but it's the same issue all over again mm-hmm. but yeah I just found his character so heartwarming because he's so earnest. Like when they have mm. the confrontation, when she's like, ah, I got to come clean, like I've been faking it. And he's like, Well, like, what can I do? I can get better. Like, show me, teach me. And he just, he was just so earnest. And I love yeah. that about that guy. Yeah.
2: I typed in sex in the city ophthalmologist, and then just a bunch of ophthalmologists in New York City came up. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
3: laughs> they're just, they're rocking that, that uh, SEO.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, And then who I would like to get into who you'd kill, but for since you're a medical professional, who would you choose to ignore your Hippocratic oath with?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that is Uh, what we call a
3: sin by omission, not by (laughs) (laughs) commission. Do you have any any of those guys that you or like any any the the boyfriends that you particularly dislike? Big,
0: I just never got it with Big, which maybe was part of the show, but yeah, I just I don't know if I even disliked. I didn't like him as a person. I think more so my, my issue with their relationship, I was like, Carrie, what are you doing? Like, you guys are just on from the start. You want different things. You're on different pages. I think especially early on in their relationship, he doesn't necessarily do anything wrong. It's like, mm-hmm. like you guys talk about this so much in the pod, but like they just don't communicate, you know, they don't mm-hmm. tell each other what they want their early re- relationship is more fresh in my mind so that's what I've just rewatched but i also just like never got the appeal of him you know i yeah. think, i know some people in the show it's like they just wanted her to end up with him and just like thought he was so i don't know they got like swept up in the romance and i just i just could never see that with big i was just like he's self involved you know mm. he's and I found like his just, and I think this was intentional on the part of Noth and Well Done, but his affectations are just—he's so, like creepy, you know. I'm like, yeah. that yeah. dude's got like dead bodies in his freezer. Like, what is attractive <laughs> about him?
2: Yeah, he's like—he's definitely yeah. has like an American Psycho type vibe. Oh
0: yeah, oh, yeah. right. He's definitely yeah. getting drinks with those guys at late at night.
3: Yeah, he has reservations yeah. at Dorcia for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So, but like clearly, yeah, that's the guy. But like, since I like, I love Steve. Clearly, I go for like the sweet guy, you know, (laughs) who loves you. That's what I was gonna say.
1: The uh, what's the appeal with Steve? It's that he's like a sweet, nice guy.
0: Yeah, I think it's just that he, like, he just loves Miranda and isn't. He just puts it out there. He's not Mm -hmm. afraid to tell her that. Um, He doesn't play games. And I like, I like just his blue collar vibes too. Like, I like that he's not pretentious. Um, Yeah. Obviously, they make a big point of. Tension between them and their relationship over it, um, which I think makes for good storylines in the show. but he, he was like one of the only characters like that, really. Right? Like the show is very elitist, I think.:
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. He's definitely even when you meet his family, uh, yeah like his, you're like, oh yeah, this is a side of New York that doesn't get shown. Like in depth on the show, maybe like an right. occasional one-off, but like which yeah. I
0: don't think that's necessary. Criticism of the show, like they're intentionally yeah, yeah. making a like glamorous, yeah. fabulous upper east side. You know that they're they're not trying to have a representative mm. slice of the city, but I, yeah. I liked that about his character.
2: Can uh, yeah, just a little behind the scenes. We put the whole episode together, and then we were about to we were about to put it up, and then Corey texted us and are like. No. And we've never interacted with uh, David Eigenberg before. And he was like, Holy fucking shit. And then sent us the message. We had already put it up. We had already put it it up. It
1: had already gone up. And then, and here's the crazy thing it had already gone up. And we were all like on a text thread together with us and with Katie and Jeremy, our producer. And we were like virtually between apartments, like, you know, slapping high fives, like patting each other, just being like, that's amazing. We're so happy and thankful. And then I was just like, just sent a text. It was like, what, 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 what? <laughs> and he emailed, like Kevin said, literally five minutes after it went up. And Kevin texted and was like, Meg's listening, Meg's listening to the episode. And I like furiously went back to my computer, downloaded it, Cut his thing into the episode was like fading music up and oh down, cutting it together, being like, "I gotta get this refreshed so it'll get out so she can hear it." Oh, my, I and did it, hear it, so you did. Because oh. it. it's but just it was like, like, yeah, he it was just it was like so much
2: game Steve. time. We were yeah. like uh, when we heard it, I was uh, like, uh, oh, "I know it's just him," but it was just like even when he's like, "You know, uh hope you stand apart," and uh, geez, I was just like, "Yeah, oh, yes." Oh, I love it. He's like him talk. I used to walk across that. Yes, park. I
1: know. <laughs> yes. It was just when he said that. I was like, oh, my gosh. I've done that Hey, Miranda. <laughs> something like that. You
0: know,
2: yeah, what? Uh, something like that. I was like, dude, it's so good. Oh,
3: it's oh, so good.
2: It was good. so good. Oh,
0: what a good story that like just under the wire.
3: You got it. Yeah, in there. just snuck it in. Yeah. So,
1: Steve, just to be like, hey, I know I'm late, but. Uh, and then he has the best thing to say. Yeah. He's yeah, just like, yeah. I just, I, listen, I,
2: I walked across that park too, you know? And uh, I'm not even sure I, how this uh, phone recording thing works, but I, I hope <laughs> she enjoys it. I gave it a shot. I just worked a double,
1: and, but I wanted to get it done. So I hope it worked out. Hey, Aiden, wait up.
2: I'm really excited so to get that extra $600 a week for unemployment. That's really gonna come in handy for me, you know, because scouts closed and everything. <laughs> We're doing takeout cocktails though, so uh, I'll be there mixing them
1: up. You want a rusty nail or something? You know, I'll see what I can do. Oh, love, love it. Well, yeah. um, wait, real quick. Do you have any? Do you have any spots in the city that you? like we always ask people, like when you moved to the city was sex in the city, like a factor or like, mm-hmm. did you have expectations and with those expectations, is there anywhere like in the city that you've been that you were like, Oh, they went around sex in the city or like, this is a place that I've wanted to go to or know about from the show.
0: Uh, I'd say like it wasn't, it wasn't a factor in moving here. I think, um,
1: I mean, probably the f- <laughs> fact that you're both doctors, you want to go to a
2: great city <laughs> <Yeah>. for jobs.
0: <laughs> I- But like there is definitely like the mystique of New York that I had in my mind from Sex in the City and like so many other shows and movies I'd seen and Times Coming to Visit before I actually moved here. Um I think it was like once I moved here and then would recognize like little pieces of the city that weren't necessarily iconic. But um like when i we first moved to New York, we were living on the West Side at 88 and columbus and i was walking through the park one day and i went past the little safari park i think where like it looks like there are hippos waiting in the, in the mm-hmm. cement of water um and there's one of the scenes where i where i think it's carrie and samantha go walking in the park and they go right past that so i think there were times i would make connections later i'm like oh, oh I'm, I'm i'm there and they walked here oh that's so cool
1: yeah yeah um,
0: just watching it now there's also been things almost like re- reverse that Now, I've been in New York for a time, like the season finale of season two, when they have the big, um, you know, the big meltdown scene in 11 Madison Park. So when I had first watched that or other times I've seen that, I was just like, oh, it's a fancy New York restaurant. And Mm -hmm. since then, like since being in New York, I've come to know what EMP is. And it's like on my bucket list of places to go. So then when that scene popped up and you see on the maitre d's stand, it says 11 Madison Park. I was like, oh, oh, that... That's where they are. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's amazing. Has, that's anyone
2: been, that's cool. has anyone been to that restaurant, Eleven Madison?
1: John's been. Oh.
2: Haven't you, John? I have. How was it? Did it live up to John the live John
1: John just, took, John just took off his headphones. I'd love it if that's the last thing John ever sent in the podcast. You're you yeah. like, have you been here's there? Here's I our have.
2: menu
3: right here.
1: Oh,
2: oh. whoa. Yeah, we went Wait, for what? a
3: friend's birthday party, and they give you the menu afterwards. And it was, it was truly magical.
2: How did you have access to it so quickly just
3: now? (laughs) I just like keep it. I have like some beard oil, and it's like a similar sized tin. Um, And so I just I just keep it right there. It's like a really cool cool tin, but that place is insane. It was, it was incredible. And Katie and I have both been in the city now for ten years, and we were actually spoke. We we moved the same month, and we were supposed to go to um, Blue Hill. Uh-huh. uh at stone mm-hmm. barns and uh
0: haven't been but yeah hear good things
3: yeah and so we're that was like our that that was supposed to be our we were supposed to do it in may but of course we uh that will get put off but that's like the next have to really adjust some things re- that's the new next really fancy place we want to go that's and, awesome looking forward to um
0: if we have time i have a question for you guys about yeah the show. sure Um, So as far as I can remember in the show, I don't think there's ever any origin story of the women explained. I don't think they ever say how they all met and became friends. There's one episode in the first season where they show a flashback to them all at a party at Samantha's, like in their mid-20s. So we know they've been friends since then, but I don't Mm. think they ever explain how they all met each other. So I'd love to hear from you guys.
3: Mm. How,
0: How do you think...
1: They all came to be together. That's a great wow. question. Um,
3: my, my first thought is that they all ended up at a, it was a a party at Charlotte's art gallery that she was interning at that Sam did the PR for. Ooh, yeah. Carrie and Miranda mm. were there with like dates and they all met at that party ended up like getting like hitting off really well and I think they stayed up partying, drinking all night. And their first ever chat and chew was the post all night party hang at like 830 the next morning oh, at a yeah. dive bar somewhere. Yeah, you know, in, in in Chelsea or something like that.
2: Well, you know, it'd be per- you know, it'd be perfect about that, too, is then whenever you have one of those magical, magical New York evenings that just keeps on going and then you meet those special people, then you can be like. Instead of like, we should all keep in touch. You have that reason to be like, in like a month, we should all like meet back at that same place and yeah. like do the little brunch thing again. And then you like, you test the waters. And then all of a sudden that just becomes their thing.
3: I mean, we that, just that's
0: famous on a TV show.
3: I didn't even yeah. think about it, but that's, that's kind of how our podcast got started. We had one of those nights and yeah. we talked about it a billion times on the show where we ended yeah, up yeah. staying out till five in the morning. Kevin, you and I had one of those like yeah. seven years, eight years ago. And I think. Those, like, moments in New York really bind people together. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think?
2: No, I, uh, well, I do, I think with, I love your origin story. And uh, I I do think that, um, especially knowing, I don't know, knowing, like, what this, even this particular episode we're doing is about. Like, it's so much just about what we're going through now in New York City. And that is the thing that we're kind of starved for right now is, like, is you know I talk to my I talk to my parents every day through this i've been talking to my sisters and I talk to some of my friends but just the magic of of all of the people running into each other and all the things in life when you bump into each other that 's what makes New York so special and that's what makes it unlike any other place and that's the thing that makes sitting in your apartment all day extra hard here I think is the only reason to live here in these tiny apartments is for the mm-hmm. magic of Of, uh, of the days and the nights and the life that you lead here that is so interconnected and social. And then that binds you together in such a more special way that I think their friendships on the show make complete sense, especially knowing what it's like to live in New York that it's like, oh yeah, no, those friendships like are needed to get through the day in the city. Mm -hmm. They're needed to get through the year in the city. And, uh, and those are like your, your special family. Like they can be closer than other relationships. Um, in other places so so I think I think your origin story was perfect John and it makes me miss art gallery openings
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think they all met at an Outback Steakhouse (laughs) (laughs) that's the end of it that's 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 it (laughs)
2: Oh man!
3: If, if if you can't meet it at our gallery, meet over a blue an awesome blossom. You know, like yeah. Where
0: was the Outback Steakhouse? Were they in Jersey?
3: No, it
2: was on Twenty Third Street 23rd. next to the Home yeah. Depot. They were the one on and twi- that place, it was Twenty
1: Third by Home Depot. You and know get, why I brought that, that up, Kevin? That fucking changed my
2: life. That, <laughs> I, that's why I brought it up. Kevin life. has
1: an origin story from that uh, that that one. Yeah,
2: one of our one, I, one of our best all of all of our best friends, who's not on the podcast. And we've had plenty of stories about him. Is I met him in New York because they were going to this that's where i met harlan dude
3: oh my gosh the donut man yeah,
2: yeah. Donut man. so that's so so even at an outback steakhouse they that that onion can bring people together that creates <laughs> friendships like onions it's so awesome but it's, a, it's they, an
3: awesome onion that blossoms lots of it's friendships yeah
1: yeah you know and that's the thing about i i i do think about sex in the city and about new york that is really meaningful is that you know there's no rules and it's just right.
3: Mm-hmm. Is that,
1: that's the Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> oh my you know that, right? uh, no like, rules. Just right. I was
3: like, this is great. <laughs> like, hey. like, man, Corey,
1: that one really didn't take off. That that, that that didn't really, yeah, no rules. Just right, man. Well, well this yeah. is,
3: this has been a, a magical evening and truly a pleasure to get to talk to you, Dr. Dale. 100%. Oh, uh, my so pleasure fun. to
0: talk to you guys. I, I can't it,
3: think of a better person to, to like, Uh, have had have been able to make and and deliver that special thank you for you you are a light uh talking to in person and the things that you're doing are is incredible so and in such a
2: special way it's been over four weeks since like we've had an opportunity to even have a chance to make a friend like you're the only new you're truly the only new friend that we've made and yeah. so yeah. that means means so much to get to to get to know you and thank you so much for what you're doing and you're we're gonna keep on posting about you and texting and talking and, and support you in whatever way we can. That's but right. uh, yeah. it's just great to know you.
0: Oh, thank you so much, guys. It, like I said, I, I feel like we're best friends. We hang out every day, so I'm glad <laughs> glad, glad <laughs> this doesn't seem creepy. Um, and I just I love your show. As I said, thank you so much for everything you've done for me, and I can't wait for the day. When there's a vaccine, and we all hang out, and I'm just gonna touch all your faces.
3: I can't wait. <laughs> we're
1: can't gonna wait till we go get Cosmos, and we just all we all just touch faces. <laughs> we can't even drink the Cosmos because
2: we're just touching faces That's so right. much. Can't Co- wait. Cosmos yeah. and Eleven Madison. Let's put it on the books. We're do doing
3: it. it. Yeah, all right. I'm there. I'm there. I'm into it. I'm
2: there. I'm putting. I'm putting putting quarters away, putting them, putting them in a jar. I'm just ready to yeah. drop it on 11 right. Medicine with Meg Daly. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: We'll show up with just a huge bag of change.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are you here to, are you here to do laundry? What, what's happening? What? No, we're here to eat. Um, Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, we'll post about this and send Meg your encouragements. Um, yep. When we, uh, and, and hope you enjoyed this episode and enjoyed getting to know our friend who's on the front lines, saving lives. And uh, getting us through this crazy time.
1: Yep. Thank you so much, Meg. Thanks, Thanks for everyone. what you're
2: doing. Thanks, Bye. Guys. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website
3: at BradshawBoys.com. On social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.